0: The final snap of Super Bowl 45, the Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home.
3: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk on the Tundra, a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak, and joining me this week to talk about the Christmas Day gift of a win The Packers found under the Christmas tree is uh, Jordan Tresky and special guest Ty Winnish. Fellas, how are you doing?
2: Hello. I will speak first. I'm doing well. (laughs) Packers won. They're still mathematically alive, as we all are. I'm good. (laughs)
1: I saw today that even if they lose to the Vikings, we still might not be done with Miracle Run Watch. Apparently, according to ESPN Stats and Info or one of these such firms... There's eight and nine scenarios too. So, I'm just oh, glad that we can continue. Maybe, maybe if other stuff happens next week, there, there won't be. But I just hope that this can go on as long as possible because the Charlie trying to figure out Pepe Silvia energy of Packers fans <laughs> scheming this playoff berth <laughs> is just incredible content.
3: Our elongated suffering might not be over just yet with a loss this week against the Vikings. I don't want to make it an eight and nine team. That just seems too NFC East for me of yeah. years NFC past, south not this year. Is, it's, NFC it's South of this NFC year, now? NFC
1: South of you. NFC West, right. too.
2: Yeah. Um, well, not, not the, the Niners are good. good. team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, well, I guess the Seahawks were the first team to do that. So, yeah. and then they, they played
1: the teams. same. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, talking.
2: <laughs> I love playoffs uh, or playoff teams that are below 500. Uh that is my favorite thing. No, I'm, we could have two.
1: <laughs> we can have more. There could yeah. be at least two this year if that scenario does play out. I think it needs a lot of Commanders and Giants losses and probably another Seahawks loss or two. But, yeah.
3: woo Well, I think the, <laughs> the scenario <laughs> the would be the Commanders would have to lose out. The Giants would have to beat the Commanders and lose their other game. Lions lose twice. Seahawks lose twice. And we'd have to beat the Lions, obviously. Yeah. But... That's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff to happen that I don't want to think about right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's focus <laughs> on winning games, including the one that Packers games. just won.
3: That's right. 26 20, the Packers surmount another comeback um, against a pretty good team. I'd say Miami Dolphins there. They've been decimated by injuries this year, but including one that happened this game that kind of led to that comeback. But unfortunately, but yeah, 26 20 behind another balanced attack. Rodgers had a, a touchdown and a pick. Which the pick was should have been overturned because it was definitely DPI, but <laughs> in the first place, but overall, a, a good, a good win to come back. To. I think they were losing, yeah, 20 to to 13 after or before halftime. So we're going into halftime. So they ended up scoring 13 unanswered to win 26 20 down in Miami. And even though it's still cold down there, I think Aaron Jones was surprised at how cold it was. I think it was only. Forty-five degrees, so that probably had some good stuff to do with it too. That it wasn't ninety-five and sweltering during that game.
2: Yep, good win, good second half, I should say. First half was all sorts of chaos—the kind of chaos that we have come to expect from your twenty-two, twenty twenty-two Green Bay Packers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there is a, a, a stark turning point, I would say, in multiple ways. But I think. On the day, the force fumble and recovery by Jan Reed, who, I mean, we'll get into Cheeseboard later, but fantastic game by him. And that kind of just turned everything around. I mean, they, the fact that they limited the Dolphins to zero second half points, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they have done that all year. I mean, I'd have to go back and peruse all the box scores,
3: but that I, sounds right. It vibes wise, it sounds right. Yeah, even that terrible
2: Packers Buccaneers game where it was like field goals were the only like saving grace for either team. Um, right, I still don't think that was possible, but yeah, uh, Packers <laughs> somehow, some way they have, they have still managed to be again mathematically alive and getting through Miami to certainly had their way with the Packers um, in the first half. That was, to see it so turn on its head so radically, um, obviously led to the Packers coming back in such a weird, crazy way. Because it wasn't even like, it didn't even feel that definitive to me. It was like, oh, they just skated through. And uh,
3: yeah, we'll get more into that. Well, it definitely felt like that because they kept wasting away great field position. Like Deshaun Nixon had an, himself another great game uh returning the ball off kickoffs only to get hurt and have Romo Dobbs return the rest of the, the way, which you could definitely tell by the field position starts that way. But I think when I rewatched the game, he had was it ready or that's the second kickoff he went like pretty much all the way down to like the nine yard line.
2: Yeah.
1: And they got a field goal. And they got a field goal out of it? They lost yards that draft. I think it was like minus. <laughs> no, nah, I feel like it was like yes, minus, minus. You're eight. right, because Rogers got sacked.
3: Yep. That's right. Oh, yeah. In my notes, second and goal, Rogers takes a 15 yard sack with the worst decision ever. Minus Just get rid nine. of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty unbelievable. Uh-huh. I would say overall, I thought his game, I think we'll get into it. His game was good. And, and I think someone, one of you already mentioned, like, spreading the ball around, which I think. It's just how they have to play with this receiver group. I mean, Christian Watson, who also got banged up, had a coming out party. Romeo Dobbs kind of had one earlier. But neither of them are like Justin Jefferson, right? Or I guess, you know, more fittingly for this Devontae Adams even. Like they need to move the ball around. They did that. But that play was just like, what are you doing, man? Like just throw the ball away. Like he, It wasn't like a total blindside. He knew what was happening. And when you're that close to the end zone, all you really have to do – it's like throw a dart through the crossbar, and it's never going to be grounding in that situation. Right. So really, really bad play. Yeah, they have had first and goal at the nine, a rush for four yards, and then the sack for minus 13, and then an incomplete pass, and then that was it. And so frustrating drive, but, you know, the Packers found a
3: way. They did find a way. And I think we'll start with the defense, just like the – that's what they start where we're kind of going, but – let we'll talk about the defense in depth to begin with, because this first half was abysmal defensively. Uh, the ensuing drive of that field goal that the Packers kicked was a one-play, eighty-four-yard touchdown from Tua Tagovailoa to Jalen Waddle, and it happened because they just didn't press Jalen or Tyree Kill the entire per- the entire game, rather, but especially in the first half. Um, the I think it was Jair was covering. Uh, Waddle on that, yeah. Jair yes. was given Jalen ten yards of cushion, like he was barely even in the TV frame. And Jalen Wild doesn't even go off field. he just takes two steps and cuts, cuts in, and off of the race as he goes, outspeeding the rest of the Packers defense. And it's like, okay, maybe, just maybe, if we press the receivers, he could have gotten that off and the time he went thrown off in there. Would have been the eighty for a touchdown, but who's to say? Who among us um, has stopped? Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill before, besides the Bills, besides the Niners, besides the Chargers. Regardless. <laughs> so that was definitely the the biggest thing I was watching throughout the entire game was our Razul and Jair at the line of scrimmage getting hands on these receivers, and they weren't. I think the only person I saw get hands on a receiver was late in the game, uh, Ennis Gaines pressed uh Trent Shurfield Jr. at the line. And they didn't throw it to him, it didn't really matter. But at least I saw hands on somebody.
2: Yeah, the Waddle touchdown was in particularly deflated because it came after Keyshawn Nixon's amazing return and the Packers three right. points out of it. And then Jair Alexander's attempt to come from the other side of the field and tackle Waddle, and it was just like, oh, you? It was like the equivalent of, of pressing the square button because I'm a PlayStation person <laughs> um and <laughs> oh, that and just like wiping out completely just like your timing is way off um yeah they i mean even it's reflected in the box score like the dolphins had their passing offense is still like it took a turn but it was still very good like they were still getting exactly where they wanted they were finding soft spots in the packers coverage it wasn't just Waddle just, you know, scooting for uh, whatever, how many yards for his touchdown. Terry Kill was doing damage. Waddle was doing damage. They were – Mike Gusecki had a couple catches too, and Sherfield like, sure enough, had a good uh, couple catches himself. Like, they, there was no r- real resistance until the second half, and even then, like, it kind of reminded me of the Bears – the second Bears game where they forced these turnovers, and you're still looking at, like, well, Justin Fields still – had five incompletions. Like, it's right. a couple bad throws, obviously. But for the most part, I think the Dolphins would have taken what they got out of Tua outside of the, the takeaways. Right. Tua yeah. in this game, the second half was
1: a nightmare as we'll get into. 310 yards still. Jalen Waddle five catches, 143. Tyree Kill four catches, 103. So two guys caught nine balls, and they got 246 yards out of it. Like, you're talking about a defense that wasn't prepped or wasn't playing the way that we saw other defenses play to take these guys away. Again, the second half, Tua just threw the ball to the Packers as much as he did to the Dolphins. They still had two guys. Again, not random guys. Like, there should be scouting reports on these guys. 246 yards. Like, that's unbelievable.
3: Right. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, given uh, what – almost half of Jalen Waddles or over half of Jalen Waddles' yards came on the 84-yard yard strike. And Tyree Kill had half his yards come on the 52-yard strike. Yeah, And so we still see this team getting blown by and being susceptible to big pass plays. But like that's why we wanted Joel Berry to tell them to press the, the receivers and get hands on them. Because if you can press them and get their hands on them, the timing gets off, Like particularly Tua's timing gets off, throwing to them. And just doesn't allow them to run right past you. Like it was still so frustrating seeing Tyree kill just start the line of scrimmage and not have anybody touch him as he goes and catches a slant, catches a slant for like seventeen yards. Yep. Like that happened like two, three times. It's just like man, like <laughs> we the, the it was out there to do. Like the the game plan was out there. Everyone was refusing to do it, and it ended up working out. But arguably the only reason it did work out was because Tua unfortunately got another concussion, which is for the first part, in my opinion, inexcusable for the Dolphins like training staff to not catch this and to not think something's up after they saw his head hit the ground. I think it was on a Preston Smith pursuit and tackle. Yes. Um, But it's just – it really sucks for Tua. I hope he makes the right decision and shuts down for the year so that he can get get right and has the right people in his corner. But, yeah, I think – Ty, I think you had the tweet. If I can, if I can't find it quick. I got it. it about- I, didn't,
1: I didn't tweet it. I found it. Uh, it's from Warren Sharp yeah. at Sharp Football. So it's the play where he gets he gets wrapped up, clean hit, but his head basically bounces off the turf, which is always a bad sign. Um, but it, it wasn't a, any sort of a bad hit. It just he fell poorly, right. I think. So it's a play at two forty in the third quarter. It's maybe, like a- two forty and a half. Yeah, two forty to play until half. Pre concussion to. A, 9 for 12, 229 yards, 19 yards per attempt, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Post that play or post concussion, if that is when it happened. 7 for 13, 81 yards, 6.2 yards per attempt, zero touchdowns, three picks. So all three of the really damaging – and I'd say not all were totally inexplicable, but there was certainly an element of that between the three picks. Some great play too, especially – I mean Devonja Campbell's was – there's awesome but certainly right. you know, like the i I don't think this just noisy stats like i think there's probably something to that play and now him being in concussion which is confirmed as of this morning right or even earlier
2: yeah 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 um i i don't mean to laugh i i was laughing as you were going through those stats i saw Numak's face when you said the first of pre concussion, and new just goes. He took this big sigh because he's like, "Joe fucking Barry." He's on <laughs> like <he's> a <laughs> like, yards. I know. <laughs> like and the thing too. So I watched the game. Spoiler: I watched the game knowing that he had a concussion after the fact. And so I saw the I saw the clip before I actually watched the game. And so when you watch the game, knowing that. To basically has a concussion for the last thirty-two minutes of the game. It definitely showed, and it was right. just like he, like the, the way that he's throwing the ball. It is very noticeable that there is something different about him, and just like, and not to be like all armchair quarterback, uh, you know, about like oh yeah, I, I I could have seen it and all that stuff, but like this is his third concussion this year, I believe. Yeah. After having um, two
3: in like four days
2: and, and yeah exactly, and yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna that's not gonna take anything away from this Packers game for me, necessarily, but when you just watch the game knowing that and see how the performance just completely turns on its head, there's definitely uh, some context involved in in just like how things are were very different from the Packers' defense, specifically in the second half.
3: Right. And to sort of wrap up the, the conversation on the defense with these, with these turnovers, um, the all three interceptions by Tua were definitely not great throws, but the two with, between Dre and uh, Razul were just great plays, too. Like, yeah. the one to Jair, it was definitely just an overthrow into, like, quintuple coverage. So that's just like how that kind of stuff happens once in a while. But the one to uh Devondre Campbell, it was great seeing him like be the field general and tell uh I think it was Darnell Savage to cover the fullback going out into the flat that so that he could cover awesome. the middle of the field. It's so good. Like you, you can see him, he's like so animated and telling uh Savage as to where to play, and then immediately goes to talk to Darnell Savage tell him to get over. Raheem Mostert isn't even looking for the ball is one of the bigger issues in that of that interception. So he either gets Raheem Mostert like lit up in that catch or it's intercepted like it is. Mm-hmm. And so but edge like tip of the fingers, great catch, just an awesome play defensively by him. But then the Razul play was definitely just a great bait as to thinking he's covering playing man when he's playing zone. Like that yeah. was like, a, like a, just a really good um just cornerback play as opposed to a bad throw by Tua.
2: Yeah.
3: One Yeah, that Douglas, thing.
2: Oh, go ahead, Jordan. I was just going to say that Douglas pick was just like, he's had a he's had a very consistent year. I mean, that could be said about anybody on the Packers defense until the last few weeks. But that was like instantly like what made Razul like this cult hero last year of just like turning games on ahead. Yeah. And just like, like you say that, but like, he <laughs> certainly defined that for the Packers defense last year. And to see that happen when still the game was in kind of reach for the Dolphins, um certainly uh that was a sight to see.
1: Right. Yeah, I think um, the, the play sorry, call no the, the play calling on that last Packers drive before that, I remember being like pretty frustrated with them ending up with a field goal and how everything went on that drive. And then it ends up just not mattering because right away, you know, pick right. and, then, and then game over, which is like, wow, that was, you know, comforting for the Packers for sure. But real quickly on like the Tua uh, and, you know, it's it's inconsciable that he played. It, this shouldn't matter, but it, it I think it does in the NFL when winning is so important. Like, they have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league too. Like, they went yeah. out and got Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Right? Oh, no. Ridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Yeah. Who's like, has been a gap starter? I mean – He's not a starter you get excited about, but he's been a starter in this league too. Like, not even yeah. talking about Minnesota, he's obviously different post injury. But like, decent and starter for the Broncos. Like, he's gone around the league, and he missed also, a ton, uh, but was healthy for that game.
3: Also, a quarterback who's had his injury history, unfortunately, like another yeah, just snake bitten QB. Yeah,
1: but I mean, so, should have should have played the second half for sure.
3: Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Um. Even though like that, that last drive there was like two plays there. The first one was, Razul had a great tackle, um, out on the edge to I think it was like a one yard uh, gain or loss, like right at the line of scrimmage. Just a great tackle then follows it up by the with the pick. So yeah, there's a great end of the game for Razul. Um I lied. This is wrapping up the the Packers defense to talk. Great day for the run defense. Like it started off horrendous, two runs for Thirty like for thirty yards on the like the first three four plays by Raheem Mostert, and I was getting flashbacks to the championship game in twenty nineteen. Like oh boy, here we go. Um, after that, this is from um, Andy Herman. If I can get the the tweet open, Raheem Mostert like I said two carries for thirty yards to start the day. The rest of the day six carries for fifteen yards, and if you go with Jeff Wilson, it was fifteen carries for fifty two yards three and a half yards per carry. So after that first drive, they played the run really well, which could be in part that after that first drive, they had the big touchdown to Waddle. And then they found out that they can kind of just throw against the Packers. They didn't need to run the ball. And so that could be a part of it as to why they stopped running in the first half. And then they had three giveaways in the the second half, but you take what you can get. And mm-hmm. I think it was 82 yards total um, for the Packers. Let up, Yeah, 18 carries for 82 yards total in the run game this week. So I'm all about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you got to take something away. And passing defense was what it was outside of the turnovers, but we were right. going into it talking about most or even Jeff Wilson's a very fine running back in his own right. We were thinking like this offense could easily do what the Eagles did a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. and it was looking. they were on like track to exactly. <laughs> um, it was looking like that, and things happened, and you know, here we are. Packers won against the Dolphins in large right. part because their defense stopped them.
3: Yeah, should we s- talk about that offense a little bit? Or do go ahead,
1: slight coming out party for my guy Devonte Wyatt on that defensive line. I know oh, Jaren, big Jaren Reed. Jerry Reed is the guy that's getting the talk, and he had a, a great game as well. But I think the defensive line play, and I don't know if you guys saw. Dean Lowry was just put on IR and uh, a wide receiver see that. Seahawks practice squad was signed. Someone who our friend Andy Herman of Packaday said he liked – he shared a tweet from before this season he wanted this guy. But it is Bo Melton. But yeah, Dean Lowry, his calf like injury man. has him on IR. Uh, Bo Melton, seventh-round pick this year. Uh, superb athlete. Peter Bukowski shared the Packers have a type. He has a 9.24 – on the athlete score thing, the relative a- athletic score. Yeah, yeah.
0: RS, too. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: I'm all, all about that. Like, if there's one thing we want, it's we need athletes at the receiver position as opposed to just, like, very plain Jane route runners. Like, we have that in Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. So we can have more of those type of players. I'm all about it. But yeah, Devontae Wyatt had significant run um, in this, this game. I gotta find the PFF uh, grades so I can see the snap count. Uh, Devontae Wyatt played 24 stats this week. Like in large part because Dean Lawley went down but I thought he played really well like I saw myself like taking multiple notes of if he he was getting double teamed at times for sure and I saw a couple plays he was Mm -hmm. but if there's one thing I like about him like amongst all the other things is that he hustles like I saw one where he got double teamed and then he shed the block and tackled the running back from behind for like to hold him to like a six seven yard gain but if he didn't that running back had a chance to probably tackle him and go for bigger. Yeah, and he's fast. Like he was, he was moving yeah, for the big he, guy.
1: I, I was going to say speed <laughs> as well. Him in open space does he seems to move pretty well, which is encouraging and always supposed. That was
2: that was uh, when he got drafted. It was before he got drafted. When he was part of the scouting convoy, it was him and uh, Jordan Davis. They had to put him with the running backs because their speed was like in line with them and rather than that's like, good a defensive yeah. lineman which is like that's the thing like and now knowing that Lowry's out essentially for the year right put out your talented players if you're going if you're play, right. if you're playing for a, a playoff spot by some miraculous chance that they are still playing for a playoff spot Vontae Wyatt's gonna have to play more than 24 snaps now and
3: yeah that's good
2: it's been yeah it's been a hard year for him obviously I think he I would have bet your first round pick, you would ex- expect to have a more you know, expanded role. Um, maybe them coming along slowly with him was better for him just to kind of just get engaged and get up to speed. But it's certainly right. paying off right now. Um, and that's all you want to see. You would just want to see something out of him rather than like, why are we talking about him be on the field for eight snaps? Or why aren't we talking about him for <laughs> be on the field for eight snaps? Either way, you want to take it. So yeah, mm-hmm. to see him... Make plays the way he did, got a sack too, right? If I remember he
3: did not. He had a, he had a hit in oh, a hurry, yeah, that's right. He had yeah. a hit in a hurry, an H&H. Yeah. Uh, but still, two 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 pressures and 24 snaps. Like, I'll take that, like, that's pretty good. So,
2: some, yeah, someone else than Kenny Clark getting through and pressuring the quarterback, are you like, yeah, we'll take it at this point?
3: Yeah, <laughs> Kenny was getting doubled out of the game, and Devontae was definitely showing his uh, his acumen. And making sure that that pass rush wasn't gone away because Kenny was getting doubled. So, but yeah, Dean Lawler only played seven snaps. So, if you're just assuming that Devonta Y gets those seven snaps, um, 30 snaps seems about right, to be honest. Like, uh, Quay, who's been like a starter for much all year, played 48. So, given that Devontae Y has not played all year, I'd say 30 snaps is about right. Like, in that sort of range, again, is with Jaron Reed, it played 34. Kenny Clark played 40, so I'm fine with if he gets like to that 25-30 range of snap count, I'm totally fine with it. How many
2: did uh Slayton have? Twenty. Yeah, okay. That kind of left so, him because he was rotated in and out of there.
3: Yeah, he had a game, he had a good, good game too. Nothing like worth uh analyzing, but he had a couple of high impact plays, half sacks, things like that. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, let's so talk about the offense a little bit. We talked we, we Touched on at the beginning, but just balanced offense. they they were getting around to everybody. Al Lazard, despite the well documented uh feelings I have on him, had a had an all right day. Five catches on eleven targets for sixty one yards. It's
1: just always blanketed and just making a great catch anyway. That's the like his career highlights. It's gonna be him, two guys right on him in every catch, and he's just like hauling him into his breadbasket.
3: <laughs> right, like that. That's the highlight reel, and then you can make a, an equally length uh, low light reel of him this dropping passes in the slant that oh, yeah. hit him did right not, in the hands. Did not talk about
1: that as much, but yeah, yeah. We, we no, couldn't. we do tie. <laughs> I'm gonna pound this table until he catches <laughs> easy passes. He he, had, he got, he hauled in five of his eleven targets. That's
3: that's less than half. Not great. Or it's just yeah. A, it's, yeah. yeah, it's that's less than half.
1: half. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it, it. It's just so good to. To know that they're doing what we think they should be doing in order to win. Because we've seen it work. Like, I think, let's see. I'm pretty sure they, they that Rogers completed a pass to 10 different people today. Or not today. During the game. Yeah, 10 people between Lazard, Watson, Dobbs, Big Dog, Patrick Taylor, Bobby, AJ Dylan, Aaron Jones, Rubicon, and Josiah DeGuarra. Like, that's fine. That's good if they're if you're targeting all of your receivers that you have, besides I think Samari Touré right? was is the only one that comes to mind of a receiver who could have gotten targeted that didn't. Mm-hmm. And so like that's good. You gotta keep the defense on their toes and spread this ball around and make plays when you're expected to. And looking at the uh the targets and and the receptions, I think Lazard had the biggest not drops, but didn't do the most of his targets as opposed to the rest of the team. Missed opportunities. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Watson only had uh two more targets than receptions. Dobbs had three more. But then AJ Dillon missed one and Rambo Cobb missed one. So other than that, like if you're just really ask you're you're thankful that these lower um on the dre- um depth chart guys like uh Josiah DeGuara, like Rambo Cobb are catching the ball. When they're expected to. Like, Grandma Cobb's always going to do it. He's Grandma Cobb. But Patrick Taylor, one catch for 17 yards on one target. He did a lot with his opportunities. I think there was one play, I retweeted it late, late Christmas night. I was rewatching the game, and looking at tweets. He had a pass block uh, rep that was insane. He he absolutely chipped the, the linebacker and blew him up. It was like super awesome. So um, that'll get, I'll get replay in the, uh, in the film room this week. That big dog. Big, big dog.
2: If you that. would have guessed that Aaron Rodgers only touched down against the Dolphins in a game that the Packers won, um, went to Mercedes Lewis in a not just like a goal line touchdown, that was a wheel route, and he it was per, like we've been on Rodgers a lot this year yeah. for obvious reasons. He had like turn back the clock throws, and that was certainly one of them. I'm just like, it was a perfect um in his uh catch radius some controversy on the broadcast about whether it was actually a catch i don't give a shit (laughs) it was a touchdown he caught it the packers won that's all that matters but yeah mercedes just played a huge role in this game um Mm -hmm. and that's another like to spread it around and to get unlikely contributions and crucial ones at that from a thirty-eight-year-old tight end that it, you know is a backup so, tight yeah. end. Um, yeah, that's that kind of suits where the Packers have to be right now, especially with all the questions about Christian Watson and his hip.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah, that was he caught it. Don't argue with me. Um, <laughs> so he it, it was like that. That wheel route catch was so good. I, I was really surprised did didn't challenge it. But then, yeah, the, the fourth. I think it was fourth and goal play at the what the one. Where Big Dog just acts like he's going to block. Yeah. And then goes out and catches the touchdown. It was so good. And they it, he somebody had asked Marseille about, like, why, like, when do you think people are going to start covering you near the goal line on these, like, little one-yard uh corner routes? And he goes, probably not soon because the entire point of why those work is that when he does pass block or run block, he blocks with intent. He's not going, he's not just oh, chipping yeah. and going. He's really getting out there and blocking and so exactly. And so if you're expecting that really hardcore block from Mercedes Lewis that turns into a chip and a go, it's a lot harder to expect getting that you're you're going forward to to fight off this block and then he just uh, puts his foot in the ground and goes to the end zone is just it's a perfect uh scheme.
1: Yeah, well, it works because it is a trick, right? It's like yeah. it's like yeah. guys in the NBA, like the guys, like the bigs who slip the screen every time. It doesn't work because they're just like, yeah, you're gonna. This is what you do. It's kind of the football analogy. The Packers need to stop with the fake going for it on fourth down. I find it to be. I've talked about this on the podcast before. They never well, they do did go
2: for it on fourth down. No, but
1: you can tell when they're not going to. Oh they, yeah, they yeah. Kind right. Of, they kind of rush up there. I'm like, you're not going to do it. I know you're not, and they don't do it. And it never works because they don't do it. If you, if you, if you want it to work, you have to fake it and actually do it sometimes. Some of their fourth downs were questionable. That one was good though, because Mercedes Lewis. This was like a game for the, the skill position guys who block. Did you see? Yeah. I mean, Numak, did you call out the Patrick Taylor one already? Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. That one and then the Alan Lazard one. Alan Lazard yeah. counting
1: it, his bodies was one of the coolest. That was. Oh, cool! Like that's the that's got to be the number. I mean, there can't be much competition. That's got to be the number one most hype clip of a wide receiver blocking
3: <laughs> of all time. There's no way there's any competition. It was so awesome! Like again, it's well documented by Probs Al Bazard on this podcast. That's not there's what one, I'm one thing he can do well is block. Oh, like yeah, we yeah. know this, and he <laughs> took out three dolphins with one block. And he's he sitting there oh, counting it them. He looks like oh, Steph Curry. That was,
1: <laughs> did you see dan or shared uh the like five angles of the patrick taylor block no, no he i did loved not it he's going crazy he's like well done. <laughs> he's just pointing at him with a pencil like look at this look at this well done young fella <laughs> i love football guys like out of all the plays in that game it's like that he, he does if you i watched it i watched all the angles i was like this is amazing he like he's right. going one way, and he sees the rusher, and he pivots back to get him and make the play. Like, it is really impressive.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a good block, and it's stuff that like that. Players of his, not gonna say talent level of where he is on the, on the depth chart. That's those are the things that he needs to do well when he gets in, because yep. there's the, most of the plays that the starters are expected to make. And between his his catch for seventeen yards and that big block, like he's showcasing why he deserves to have some playing time uh, next year, if not in certain spots this year. I think,
1: I think it was Andy, but it was someone else also apparently hit a really big block on one of Nixon's kick returns that that sprung it and made it possible. Yeah. So really, as you say, in the, in the reps he gets, which is scattered, not many and the role he has, which is like doing the dirty work, Patrick Taylor kind of shined for, for what yeah. he was able to do and is realistically in his role.
3: Right. Um. So, last, last thing on the, the, the Dolphins recap. Uh, Keisha Nixon is the best effing kick returner in the NFL right now. <laughs> uh, after the 93-yard kick return he had on Sunday, the list of players in the NFL with more kick return yards or yards per kick return than Keisha Nixon, they, there's nobody above him. It's just him. Most yards and most, uh, most yards per kick return. So, found money. I definitely think the time for uh, criticizing the coaching staff is past for not playing him earlier, but they definitely should have been playing him earlier. Like, could you imagine a time where Mario Rogers wasn't back there, and instead we had the the firecracker that is Keyshawn Nixon? Like, as Jordan said on the last preview pod, he's got the dog wait. in
2: them. Oh yeah, there. I was like, is this <laughs> about Marvin Rogers?
3: Yes, no. he
2: does. Well, Keishon uh, Nixon. Yeah. Keishon, <laughs> let's, again, another, what did he leave, the groin injury? He, I, I believe yeah. he was been bothered by that. Um, so let's hope that's not something that lingers on too much, but
3: it might. Rodgers um, said on the McAfee show today. Yeah, that, the Aaron um, Rodgers
1: injury report. I'm sure the Packers love this.
3: Yeah. Listen, I, it's Tuesday, so we don't have an actual injury report. So we can't. We don't have one to actually go. No, no. I,
1: I just, I, I just, I, I was. Re- he gave so many updates. I was like, why, right? Why, why did he do this?
3: Yeah, he gave one on Kejha Nixon, who said he's he felt good and he's gonna uh, try to play this week. Like he's he's feeling fine. Um, so we'll see if he actually plays. But then he goes, yeah, we're hoping that David Bakhtiari can get back to to practicing and r- ramp up for this week or something. It's like, I, do you know how a and, uh, an appendix heals Aaron Rodgers. Like you can't just rub ayahuasca on it and like hope it gets better. Like it's just gone. <laughs> and I do extensive research. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, anything else, boys? Before I get into the cheese board,
2: Aaron Jones. Do we touch on Aaron Jones's weird day? Because yeah. you guys were talking about Patrick Taylor. A lot of conspiracy yeah.
1: theories out there.
2: What's well, the I didn't they're... hear about any of these. Well, it's just that he might be hurt or something because his set count sounds yeah, weird. They kept saying on the broadcast that his ankle injury suffered not the Rams game, the game before. Is that the Bears game? Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what
2: yeah, I. Yeah, killed. that's where it started. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, it has been bothering him, and it certainly shows in his snaps. It certainly shows. In... Six carries, two catches. <laughs> yeah. It's it's. Concerning the timing of it, obviously, is like the shitty part of it because it's like AJ Dillon's really coming in his own right now, in part because Jones is hurt. Yeah, and Patrick Taylor will welcome any positive cameos and making winning plays and stuff like that. But it's like Aaron Jones, especially with whatever is going on with Watson, if you don't have Aaron Jones, it's like this fallback. And Mm. I know that the Packers usually forget about him, so it's not like. They do view him as a fallback sometimes. Unfortunately, it's like as much as like I want to feel like the good, the tide is turning, the good vibes, and all that stuff. It's like he is so crucial to like making this a playoff run, even if it's short lived. I don't know. It's it's tough to it's tough to like have obviously any opinion on it because everything's just shrouded in mystery. But it's like if Aaron Jones is hurt and. You're even more reliant on Dylan and Taylor to fuel your running game. You know you're going to, going up against the Vikings defense and you know Lions defense if they're still alive. That like not great, but not terrible. I don't know. I don't know how right. like I'm feeling about the next two weeks of Aaron Jones is yeah. still has a bum ankle. Yeah, I was we'll going get into to it. Say, well,
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> on, Ty. the rushing game in general just wasn't very effective i mean they had 25 carries for 79 yards total uh um, yeah aj dylan got more work he had 36 yards on 11 carries so 3.3 3 per aaron jones 4.2 average Rodgers got out there and moved a little bit he had 18 yeah. yards on his scrambles a couple of big ones that moved the chains as well yep.
3: but yeah they were they
1: were good 80 yards on 25 carries though is not ideal and I mean, no. the, the passing game coming along does make up for it a little bit, but against a Vikings team that even if they, you know, stop playing football for a full half can still score 30 plus points. I think I agree, Jordan. It's going to be a little tenuous if the run game is is having trouble. I think they're going to need to be a more complete offense. So it's nice to see the passing game come along, but hopefully Aaron Jones is is good because we, I mean, how many times have we said he's the best offensive player on the team I think mm-hmm. that's still true when he's healthy. Although Christian Watson is, I guess, making his case. I think Rogers has bounced back as the years gone on, by and large. Not elite, I don't think, but I think right yeah. now, like he's tenth by PFF grade, and I'm like, that sounds about right.
2: Yeah, right. Somewhere
1: around there. Not top five, but certainly still kind of where LeBron's at. I'm doing too many NBA comps. I'm sorry. There's
2: also there's also <laughs> not a lot of good quarterbacks. This yeah. Year,
1: so let's just put that in the context. Yeah. I mean, now with Gino falling off, it's like the three guys you kind of expected, I think, are now back in the top three. And Mahomes, yeah. Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. And then outside of that, it's like Jared
2: Goff, Kirk Cousins. That's like kind of where he's at, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. Only Goffs. only one touchdown per week since uh, the Philly loss. So since that's the bye week, essentially. He's only had one touchdown per week. Yeah. So he's had other like games, like up to the Dallas game with all the touchdowns to... Christian Watson, like they're like Christian Watson, Christian Watson stretch. He looked a lot better, but just the last three weeks, he's looked okay at best. He's had two interceptions and three touchdowns last three weeks. Yeah. So, um, let's get into the cheese board before we talk about the Vikings, uh, matchup this week, because, uh, that Aaron Jones part will come into play, uh, quite a lot. So, uh, cheese board as always wrapping up this recap of the Miami game. First one, and these are all gonna be uh going to be slices of Munster if I can find my, my stats. First one goes to Jerry. Jerry had a fantastic game. Uh four total pressures including a sack, one hit and two hurries, but also forced that fumble and recovered it himself to really start the uh the barrage of turnovers in the second quarter that would transfer over to the second half. Um Just really coming into his own after been pretty good all year, but three tackles to go with it. Just an all around great game from Jaron Reed. Uh, Was also the second highest rated player on PFF for the defense um, for the Packers this week. Only a 10th of a point behind our next chief recipient, uh, Preston Smith, who had uh, one sack of his own, another hit from him uh, with two total pressures, four tackles and just, Great, he didn't, I should say great coverage. He had one target for one reception for eight yards. But as we said before, he's just done a really good job filling in for Sean Gary to make sure that that pass rush and getting home doesn't fall off with uh, Gary's injury. So uh, the next one goes to Jair Alexander. While his coverage was okay, I'd say, <laughs> and, and, but that's more of a Joe Barry, uh, Joe Barry pressure. He did have the big interception and looks like. He only had 53 yards put up for him on the uh, when he was in coverage. So overall, just a nice day. And if you get a pick, especially in a crucial moment like that, um, you'll end up getting a a cheese. And so I gotta find the uh, my last cheese recipient. Oh yeah, DeBuncher Campbell, of course. Another great game. I have, this one is basically for being the field general on that pick because mm-hmm. that was like the flashiest play I think I've seen from a, a, a green dot quite some time, I at the middle linebacker position, and just what a great play! And uh, keep that turnover. I guess keep the keep, keep the turnovers coming, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, just get the Packers uh, the ball back for a chance to keep winning the game. So,
1: real quick before we do Vikings, can I share a Preston Smith stat that I saw tweeted that I that Let's thought was do it.
3: interesting? You most certainly can.
1: This is from Zach Jacobson at It's Zachary J who covers the Packers for CBS Sports. So I, it's kind of – it's one of those – sometimes like stats are so uniform. It's like funny. Like this is one of them. So this is Preston Smith's sacks by year starting in 2015. Eight, 4.5. Eight, four. 12 four nine. Nine. So he pretty much was like having his sacks every other year. I know sacks aren't a perfect metric, but the production was so on and off. What Zach was pointing out is that this year is nice because it broke that trend. So 2021, he had nine sacks. Now he's up to 8.5 this season. So for the first time in his career, two near double-digit sack totals, which is just, it's nice to see from Preston, who I think maybe we don't talk about as much, but has been like pretty consistently good and, and important all season.
2: Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Even more so as this the season's kind of turned around. Like you talk about wanting your veteran guns to guys to kind of rally the troops a little bit. He's been quietly doing that. Like obviously the production is there, but I just feel like his presence after losing Gary as all eyes are on Rashawn Gary and just seeing him like break out even more. Um, just to have that steadying presence there and you know he was what, two years ago is everybody was like thinking that he might be a you know a cut casualty. And you see Zer Zeneria Smith leave through his own cut casualty last year. And they made the decision to stick with Preston. They reworked his contract, all that stuff. And he's he's done everything that they wanted him to do across different uh coaching regimes too. So like they brought him in with when he was part of that big free agency uh, frenzy a couple of years ago. And to see, mm-hmm. like you said, like see him kind of break that, that trend of like all or nothing or like one good year, but one bad year. Um, yeah. He's been, he's been very good for them. Definitely down the stretch here.
3: Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the cheese board after 16 games, if i mistaken. Yeah. Yes. 16 games. Uh, Aaron Jones leading the way still with 10 Preston Smith coming up on him at six. Uh, the roger Campbell five, AJ Dillon five, Christian Watson five, Jair Alexander, Keyshawn Nixon, Rashawn Gary. I'll have four. Elton Jenkins, John runyon Kenny Clark, Quay, Romo Dobbs, Rudy Ford. I'll have three. Aaron Rodgers, Bakhtiari, Pat O'Donnell, Randall Cobb, Russell Douglas, Jerron Reed, and Zach Tom. I'll have two. And then Al Lazar, and Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, Devontae Wyatt, Josh Myers, Chris Barnes, Mason Crosby, Bobby Tanyan, Sammy Watkins, and Yash Niman. I'll have one. And, of course, Joe Barry still has negative one because he will not earn his cheese ever. Hopefully,
2: um, it'd be nice. Did you see that big it, hug that LeFleur had with him after the game? I games? did see the
3: big, big hug. hug. I did see <laughs> the big hug. I don't watch. Think,
2: hug watch. Hug watch. <laughs> hug
3: watch. Um, before we get on to Vikes, real quick, congratulations to Mason Crosby becoming, I think, the all-time games played leader or mm-hmm. consecutive games played leader. Yep. So He was really good, he took,
2: by the way, in this game. Yeah. Perfect.
3: Yes, he was. That's yep.
2: Best performance this year, maybe outside of the. It's either that or the Tampa game. What well, yeah, have? Four, four made field goals and two PATs, or no, one PAT, right?
3: Yeah, no, two, 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 yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, he yeah, it's a big, big, big dog, in AJ Dillon's. going Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Also, it's 16 weeks, 15 games, two to go. Yeah.
3: Ah, thank you. Appreciate it. appreciate you. Um. So yeah, getting into the the preview for the Vikings injury report we kind of went over earlier. We don't have an actual injury report for the team yet, so really all we know is that hopefully Keyshawn plays, hopefully Bakhtiari is wrapping up to play this week or next week. Um, It would help next week if he could be opposite of the Detroit Lions first-round pick whose name uh, Aiden Hutchinson.
0: Mm, So
3: that'd be nice. That'd be nice to have against that pass rush. Um, But other than that, we will not want to watch about injuries. Hopefully, Aaron Jones isn't on there. I'm sure he will be, though. And Watson. So, and Watson will be important to see what his, how his hip is doing. He was in street clothes in the second half. So that's not too mm-hmm. encouraging, but we'll see. Um, other than that, perfect weekend of outcomes for the Packers. Commanders, Giants, Seahawks, and Lions all lost, as we touched on at the beginning. So that puts the opportunity to play, like Ty said, for the Packers to go eight and nine and possibly get sneak into the playoffs. But we shall see. Um, but let's hop right into it with um, offense defense. I, I guess let's start with that offense because with Aaron Jones being hurt or being secretly hurt, as we're as we're thinking with the conspiracy <laughs> theories, um, if if he can if if he can play, it'll be really important he plays because teams are finding success against this Vikings defense. It's not good, like at, at all. They're good at Creating turnovers, but they allow a lot, a lot, a lot of yards. The uh, I think they lead the league in uh, yards allowed, or no? They're, they're second behind the Lions in yards allowed this year, which is absolutely crazy. It's and something like Packers
1: offense. Better move the ball these last two weeks is what I'm hearing.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's just do a little a stat stroll. That's this is what I'm going to call it. Points 4 for the the Vikings, 378, 25.2 points per game, 7th in the NFL. Pretty good. Points against, 373, so a point differential of 5. 24.9 points allowed per game, 28th in the NFL. Yeah, it's not good. They're expected win-loss, not to go nerdy here, but expected win-loss based on those points and everything. Seven point six for and seven point four, so they're essentially a five hundred team, but they're twelve and three, and have had all these crazy. I think even I was in and out of watching the uh, Vikings Giants game because I think that was on Christmas Eve. Yep. Um, they are ten and zero in one score games this year or something like that. So every game is essentially coming down the wire for them. And yep. they're incredibly successful, lucky, whatever you want to call it, and how they somehow do all this stuff.
3: Yeah.
2: And like, I don't know. I don't know. It's similar to how we talk or how the Packers are being talked about in LeFleur's first year, where their defense is really holding them together. Their offense wasn't coming or clicking the same way that the, a lot of people uh, envisioned when LeFleur came to Green Bay. Um, but yet they have Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins, for all the, you know, the stuff that I will say about Kirk Cousins and countless others will do. He's a solid NFL quarterback. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is an above average running back, can be a top ten running back if when healthy and you know, fire on all cylinders. Having There's a great still, year. Yeah, having a great year. Even at, uh, Madison, his backup has been a thorough on the Packers side, as we saw earlier this year. Mm-hmm. There's are still weapons to be feared, but it's also like this. There, everything about the the Vikings just feels so lightning in a bottle, leaky beyond measure. Just like can can the Packers just break that magic that they the Vikings seem to have conjured from yeah. for some damn reason? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I think the word you're looking yeah. for is fraudulent on the Vikings. By the way.
3: Oh my.
1: Well, I mean, I'm mean, saying they beat the Bills. I'll give them that. Part of the weird, like that part of the season when Josh Allen just didn't play well, and they beat the Bills. Yeah. The Bills should have won that game, which is true for a lot of teams the Vikings lost to. Yep. And then they beat the Dolphins without Tua, who, yeah. you know, now that looks less impressive because they've lost all their games in December. But it's, you know, beat the Dolphins. That's nice. Beat Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. Dolphins. And Skylar Thompson played a little bit in that game as well. And then their and next I mean, was, is. And then their next best win is either one of the New York teams or the Packers, right? Like when they play actually good teams, they got stomped.
3: Yeah, they got stomped by the Vikings or by the Eagles, big two, and the Cowboys. Yeah,
2: but they are still in the hunt for the first seed, technically. Yeah. So they're not. Yeah, if
3: they if they win out, I think if the Eagles lose both, then they they can get the one seed. But
1: yeah,
2: which is a conversation
1: because of Jalen Hurts' injury.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Correct. Well the mention
2: uh, is solid. He's solid. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I should, he, like they, they should have won that game on on uh on Christmas or on Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. So um but yeah, the we touched on like that that the defense. It's it's so bad. I they have allowed the most um the most passing yards this season, if I can find the tab. Uh I can't find a tab. It was yeah. They, they lead the league in passing yards allowed, which is not good. Four thousand two hundred and twenty-two, which is leading the way by twenty yards above the uh, Titans, and then eighty yards ahead of the Lions. So, um, the one thing they're good at doing is creating turnovers. Like that's definitely their um, their specialty. They are middle of the pack, 8th in turnovers. Cowboys have 30 and the uh, leading, leading the league, and the Vikings have 23. So, if you can withhold the turnovers, there's a chance for you just to really roll up the score on, on, this, on this Vikings defense. I mean, like, if the Colts can put up 33 on the Vikings, the Packers should be able to do something similar. Like, that's the biggest thing, and I hate getting into this territory, because it just really leads into the expectations of a big game. Like we had with the Lions game in Jordan, where it's like their yeah. Lions team was really bad, and look what happens. So here's the hoping that Aaron Jones could play, because like, a part of the big reason the the uh, the Cowboys beat the bricks off of them was Tony Pollard had a great day catching the ball in the backfield. Like, So if the pass-catching running backs can really do something worthwhile and be impact. I think that'll be a huge game changer for the Vikings or for the Packers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's again, it's as we talked about the dolphins game and the Packers did it so great or fantastically um, spreading the ball around and just kind of making sure that no one person is the gets the lion's share of targets and just gets keyed in by the defense, even as faulty as the Vikings defenses. Um, right. That'll be key. And again, a lot of that hinges on whether Aaron Jones, what does he look like on, on Sunday? Can, is Christian Watson available? As you said, was in street clothes for the second half. So not really, I, I, it would be kind of a miracle if he plays, but again, this Packers defense or Packers offense, I should say, um, they were still moving the ball in the second half. They didn't score as many points as they should have, frankly. Um, and it's just a matter of can they turn that tide against a defense that will allow plenty of points. Even against a right. maligned opponents, like you said, the, the Colts game is no one will forget that because of just how great that comeback was. But
3: the I Colts, guess in that 3
2: Yeah. The Colts were still scored thirty three points at halftime. And yep. they were not starting the quarterback was, that anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was some um, I think a special teams and a defensive touchdown in there. So that game, it wasn't actually all on the Vikings. It was more, it's just a weird game. Yeah. Right? The Vikings good in these games. So, I mean, I guess the, I, I guess a close game would be better than what we saw last time, right? That was really one of their, one of, if not the only Vikings game where they won by more than a score was
2: week one. Right. That is a good, let me go through that right now. There might be I, one. I have it up
1: to Jordan. I think that's their only win. Their only convincing win in terms of the
3: Uh the score Yeah. Score. They beat the Dolphins by eight. Oh, but that's shit. like Houston. That's still one score. that, that is true. There's still only one score. Uh, seven. Yeah, four, six, two, seven, five, one. <laughs> that is that is the only. Oh, one. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm reading one. <laughs> the, wrong, uh, the wrong column. Four, three, seven, eight. Uh, eight, three, three. Yeah, lost big to the the Cowboys. Then seven, five. Yeah, lost. Yeah,
1: I mean the Packers should be in a better position to not have that. I think it's going to come down to the Packers' defense, to be honest. I feel the offense yeah. is is figuring some things out. This might be the game. This might be the game that actually gets Joe Barry fired. Like if they get eliminated this week, Justin Jefferson has three hundred yards because they just let him run around and he's faster than everyone in the secondary and he's running and they're set and he just torches the Packers. That was the frustrating thing about the first matchup. Is like. Kirk Cousins is one of those QBs that he'll beat you if you let him. Like that's what he does. Yeah. But if if he sits back there and there's no pressure and guys are open, he's going to make the throws. This could end up being an infuriating game if that yes. happens again.
3: Right. And to put it in the context that what 300 yards would put Justin Jefferson damn close to breaking the record. Justin Jefferson having a phenomenal year, seven 1,756 yards. Uh, the record is 1964. Or no, so 300 would put him over. Mm -hmm. So he really needs just like 220 and I think 20-ish yards.
1: Just 220. Although against the Packers it is kind of just... They
3: they play the Packers and the Bears. Yeah. He's, he's, for all intents and purposes, should break that record unless Joe Barry pulls a a, a rabbit out of his ass that somehow stops Justin Jefferson from having a big game. Because like that was the biggest thing. Was he had just such a f- huge, huge, huge game? Nine Go receptions,
1: one hundred and eighty-four yards, and two touchdowns. And he beat—he right. beat the Packers. Like he outscored the Packers by himself in that game. Should be the MVP.
2: At the mm. Vikings are the
1: oh,
2: that's true. Over oh. Jalen Hurts, um, or Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> See, I'm more willing. Like, I thought Cooper Cup should have won it last year. I'm sorry, uh,
3: Packers faithful, but like, oh, you're you're specialist. Well, uh, like it's just, the, the like, voting. yeah, oh, I, I, I agree, agree, agree right? I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. I see I'm the opinion. case.
1: I see the case. Yeah, if hurts, um, if
2: the if the Vikings get the top
1: seed, I agree with you, Jordan.
3: Thank you.
2: Yeah, hurts would be the other, and obviously Mahomes is just Mahomes. So, but yeah, I think that's the top three for me.
3: Worth noting. That this is the most um, that Kirk Cousins has been sacked in his career this uh, this year, and so like like forty four times. that uh, career, I think. Um, just Vikings in tenure. yeah, in his Vikings tenure.
2: He played for the
1: Commanders. Clicked, He's probably gotten hit. Yeah, a bit.
2: I was gonna say.
3: Yeah, um, I, I him the-
2: on his ass on the ground for a while. <laughs> playing for the Commanders.
3: I gotta see now because I'm pretty sure. It, well, I think it actually like legitimately might be his his career high right now. Yeah, it is. He's at 44. It's his career high in sex he had 41, um, 41 is last year in Washington, and 40 his second to la- or his first year in in Minnesota. But wow. I think it's worth noting that I want to. I'm trying to get to the actual like. Um, the first game to see how many he took that first game against the Packers because it felt like they weren't getting home at all. And that's why he could just sit back there mm. and do it. Yeah. He dropped back 32 times in the sack sack. once. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's why they beat him. Like there, there wasn't a lot of coverage sacks or just throwing the ball away. It was Kirk Cousins sitting in the pocket, not having to scramble or anything and just throwing the ball, Justin Jefferson for 30 yards and for 40 yards and touchdowns. Like, if the Packers front seven can really get home. And what I really think I liked pulling from this Miami game was their use of rushing five, not four because that's been their thing all year long was rushing Kenny Clark and Jaron Reed in the middle. And then Kingsley and Iqbari and Preston Smith as of late, like those two on the end, not Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith because he's hurt, but just using the two edge rushers to rush four every single time. It's technically a blitz because they run the three four defense, but it's what they do every single time. It's yeah. not a true blitz. Yeah, it's
1: not a and, blitz if they if you call it a, a four three. So
3: yeah, well yeah, but that's again, that's not technically what they run. No, so it's a it's a it's a blitz in the eyes of like the stat people. I actually
1: yeah. I don't think it isn't. Is it? If it's just the if it's just the I guys think so. on the I, think, line? I think so. I think
3: I think so. I think the Packers technically blitz at the highest rate in the they, nfl yes, because of that oh
1: that's hilarious yeah.
3: yeah but like they were rushing five in this miami game and a little bit in the the rams game and i think that's where there's could be to use another phrase i used earlier found money yeah. is just that if jair and razul can do their part to to play justin jefferson well i really think that rushing five against this not good vikings line could be big in this game, especially if it's yeah. supposed to be cold and rainy on, on Sunday gonna, in Green Bay. I was
2: going to mention. I mean, the Vikings are meteorologist a
3: dumb meteorologist Jordan Dresky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: Yes, uh, I won't go and yeah, um, I won't go <laughs> too far in advance because the forecast will probably change. But Vikings are a dome team. They play all yeah. their home games in a dome. Cousins, to my knowledge, not really great in the elements, not really great in a lot of ways, but he's a quarterback (laughs) for the Vikings at this juncture. And as you mentioned, it's a different Packers pass rush from the first week of the season. And the O line for the Vikings, I feel like the Vikings have always just had like a shoddy offensive line. It's always been like their big, like, we have to improve, we have to improve it. Kind of like the Colts were with like Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like just protect the quarterback and obviously it's football is a game of attrition and obviously i just really are you know (laughs) unless you're the Packers until this year they just teams are have injuries always on the line and the more you get like pressed that way you're not going to look that great come December come January and all that stuff so I think right for me like It's obviously going to be based on how this game is and how they're going to be able to play in, you know, whatever weather it's going to be. It's Green Bay on New Year's Day. So it's going to be really crappy, um, regardless. Uh, but I think that's, that's going to be a factor. You never know how like players react to it. And it obviously, you know, goes two ways. It goes to the Packers and can they, can they break that immortal? They're a cold team, but they don't play well in the cold. Uh, right, as we've seen over the last few years, especially in the playoffs. Exactly.
3: What I think is so funny and just kind of speaks to how good a running back Dalvin Cook is, he's always played behind a bad line. But since he came into the league in 2017, uh, 6,000 yards in six seasons, just about, like, that's crazy. His first two years, he, he, he was hurt his first year, only played four games, um, played 10 games or 11 games in the second year. But then, since 2019, played 14 games, so not a complete season, uh, 1,100 yards, 14 games again in 2020, uh, 1,500 yards, 1,100 yards last year in 13 games, and through 15 games this year, he has 1,100 yards again. Like, he's a monster of a running back, and really going to need a full a full game for the defense, like you said, Ty. Yeah. This could get the game that gets Joel Barry fired. If any of the Vikings have a huge game that knocked them out of the playoffs, whether it be the run defense stinks or Justin Jefferson breaks the record, any of that kind of stuff and kicks them out of the playoffs. I think that's the 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 knife in the coffin for Joe Barry. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's going to be – if Zadarius Smith has more sacks than the non-Rashawn Gary Packers again, that's going to be bad. Rashawn Gary was obviously the one who got the one sack. He's not going to play. So I think the line yep. overall has played better, but they're without you know one hell of a player. So – I think it's it's gonna be a lot in the trenches on both sides. And then does Jair get to cover Justin Jefferson? I'm not gonna hold my breath, but uh just the, the the whole scheme will be obviously under a microscope, I think, from the first Vikings offensive snap.
3: Right. Uh another added wrinkle to the to the Vikings offense. They traded for TJ Hawkinson, who's been really good for him. Yeah. Really, really good for him. Like it's amazing what I was I was really high on T.J. Hawkinson once the, when he got drafted, like and I threw really, like him as a tight end. But it's amazing like what a confident offense can do for a guy like TJ Hawkinson. Cause he's as that that dynamic player to throw to when Justin Jefferson is covered or double cook isn't running the ball. Like it's just it's gonna be a big assignment for whoever covers than probably Devondre or Keisha Nixon or one of the safeties. So it'll be big for him. It'll, it's gonna be a tough game on Sunday. Like this will be the bellwether or whether or not they deserve to pick it to the playoffs.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it just matters more when you're playing against a division opponent, the one that is leaps and bounds better than you, even with all yep. the stats and all that aside. They have just been better than Packers all year long. Like, yep. No question
3: about it. Um They've had yeah. the it factor, I'd say. Like they have that stuff that makes well, them want to win. They exactly, don't roll over.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like, I mean, again, as much as I just shit on Kirk Cousins on both sides of my mouth they <laughs> still have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkins as you mentioned that was a big big addition for them uh, yep. before the trade deadline even to Darius Smith is having a really good year Patrick Peterson has made game winning plays for them um, mm-hmm. there's still like enough there like their top end talent is really holding this all together for them <laughs> in a lot of right. ways and just to have that like that's what puts the fear of life in you when you watch these games and going into them. And it's like, you know, that's why it could be like, oh, like, oh, well, Packers are doing good, but they still have to cover Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it doesn't hinge on just him, too. That's the problem. It's like, we're going through all these options, and you could still have a guy like, I don't know, name Osborne. KJ Osborne. Osborne that's had a really exactly good game the, yeah. Recently, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's that's still like they know how to utilize their weapons and that's still why they are where they are this year. Yeah, and right. as much as we laugh at the Vikings
1: point differential, it's like, okay, throw stones in glass houses. I mean the Packers are minus twenty one. So, you know, they're they're they going a lot up in recent weeks too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, after this winning streak, they're they're up to minus twenty one on the year.
3: So I still think that says more about the Vikings than does the Packers because the I Packers are still have a losing record. No, I agree, but <laughs> yeah. it's just
1: like it's still the, the point is like it's still going up against a team that's been better this season.
3: Even if yeah,
1: even if we agree their record is inflated, whatever their record should be, it should be better yeah. than whatever the Packers' record is based on point differential. So correct, and they're gonna have to, the Packers need to prove it this week.
2: Yep. And they made plays when they mattered most. They yep. They made the comeback. They came back against the Bulls bowl, or bowls, Bills. <laughs> um <laughs> they bought <laughs> the Bulls, ball the Bulls um like that for whatever that means anything the the it factor, the clutch factor, um it means something for this Vikings yeah. team and it, could it have has meant, meant something. To, exactly. To
1: um, also, all right. no, sorry, just this could so be the Packers' playoff opponent if they do make it. So even yep. more intrigue. Yes, there's. I mean, like we said, they could end up one, but if they end up two and the Packers are seven, that would be first round. These two teams again in Minnesota. So plenty of if, intrigue on the field this week.
3: If the Vikings lose out, which I don't think happens because they play the uh, the Bears. The, Bears. The, the the Bears in week uh, week eighteen, they could be the three seed behind the Niners. Mm. Because I believe. Oh, good.
1: there's yeah. a team the Packers have no postseason. Behavior. I think I'd rather see the Vikings. I'd rather the see the gym.
3: Vikings. But I think, like, without a doubt, the Packers can only get the seventh seed, right? Like, they can, they yeah. can only get the seven. So, um, that with all that being said, they could face the Niners rather than the Vikings. But I'm with you, Ty. I'd rather face the Vikings if we get there. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get there first. So, <laughs> we got to get there first. Gotta get there we, first. Got, we got a 99% sure win this week to have a chance, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look through my notes. I think that's really all I had. All I had. We've been going for an hour. Do we have a live a number
2: there. for the Packers playoff odds? Do we have that? A live 30-something number? 30-something
1: percent, I think. 30-something after the, percent. Yeah, after, after the Dolphins game. It's climbing. It's it just like about that. doubled. I think it was 17 going in. That's right. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We have a couple minutes to spare. I'm gonna. I want to say one thing. We need Aaron Rodgers to have a good game this week. Like, I feel like he's hasn't had a good game against the Vikings in a, in a long time. And I really just want to see like no 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 turnovers, two or three touchdowns, and just like a, a nice game. Because if he has like a nice, tight, concise game, which has been hard to come by this year they have a really good chance of winning this game. If they don't, or if he, if he doesn't, I think they lose this game pretty easy. But, yeah, because going back to the Miami game, he had not great time throwing down the field. Like, he was under-throwing a lot of balls. Like, he had a nice one to Big Dog and Al Lazard, but then he under the ball to Al Lazard the interception, missed another guy awesome. down the side. Yeah, Watson, like, he's just... Like, as tired. we all talked about really early on the season that deep ball hasn't been there, and it needs to be there. To beat this, uh, this Minnesota defense, like I wouldn't even be opposed to running that Christian Watson play first play again. Make him defend it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they'll look for it, but just run it. See what happens. Yeah
1: the uh, the Packers are favored going in. By the way, for what it's worth, about a field goal,
3: like two and a half. Yeah, goal, oh, two and a half. I, and a half like, yeah, that's usually standard. Business. Yeah that, that that that's a division game.
1: Division game, Vikings point differential in Lambeau. I think all Melbourne's, that stuff coming yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. All
3: righty. Uh, players to watch, boys. Ty, the special guest of honor. I'll let you go first. What on each team? How are we doing this? What on each team. If you want, I can go first. You can oh, think about I'll it. whichever
1: <laughs> I'll go. I'm going to say <laughs> for the Packers, I think if he plays, honestly, it's Keyshawn Nixon. I think they need that field mm. position advantage. And if they can start a couple of drives in or near field goal range, I think that could make the difference. So I'll say Keyshawn Nixon for the Packers side. No offense or defense, special teams. I broke. I broke the rule. Maybe that's fine. That's fine. On the Viking side, I'll leave you guys to some of the fun offensive players. I know Newmack has a Dalvin Cook shrine. It sounds like somewhere. <laughs>
3: It's not a shrine. It's just a recognition of this dude is good. Like he hasn't played a full 16-game season ever and gets over a 1,000 yards in this hey, last 4 If we were season. talking
1: about running backs overachieving their offensive lines, I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry has more yards after contact than he has yards this season. Think about that. that think about that. That's I think that is actually nuts. true. Um mm-hmm. But for the Vikings, I'll say it's the Darius. I feel like he gets fired up for this matchup. He clearly hates the Packers. And I think – Far uh, oh my god! I almost said five. Wow! Rogers, yeah, that's not even a joke. Not even intentional. Yeah, um, but I I think Rodgers um <laughs> is susceptible to take it to bad sacks as we saw in the Miami game. If it's anything like most Vikings game, this could be close. So I think containing Zedarius will be big for five. I mean that one was on purpose.
2: Wow! Wow! <laughs> go ahead, Jordan. Packers. I'm gonna go Preston Smith. I'm going to, I, this is not the answer that I was anticipating saying, but Ty, Ty convinced me if you want to the Packers to create turnovers, create havoc defensively while still allowing five incompletions, um, (laughs) you need pass rushes and Preston Smith has been doing it. You need someone to anchor this defense, get home, just make life miserable for Kirk Cousins, um, yeah, I, I think Preston Smith is going to be very key to that, and the Packers just need something going defensively, especially with all the weapons that the Vikings have. And that leads me to—I'm not going to go the obvious one because I'm sure Numa can easily answer that. Uh, do I go Dalvin Cook here? Do would you rather me say Dalvin Cook here?
3: You um, pick what your heart desires. I'll
2: say Dalvin Cook because as we talk about the rush defense last year or last week was more that was anomaly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, even with you know inferior running backs than compared to Dallin Cook, um, we could talk about Justin Jefferson. We could talk about T.J. Hawkinson. If the Vikings get more than 100 yards in on the ground, it's gonna probably gonna win them the game. They have the better rushing offense going into the game too. Like I, I just feel more certain about what we're gonna see out of them than Aaron Jones is kind of hurt. A.J. Dillon has been on the come up, but like, it's still, it's still, he's fighting for every yard that he's getting. You know what right. I mean? It just, it, there's just a different kind of something there than like just watching the Packers run off and just kind of like inch by inch by inch, rather than Devin could just run, rattle off to, two, you know, 200 yards and be like, oh, that, that's kind of what I expect from the Packers run defense.
3: I'd be shocked if they didn't have 100 yard rushing, like the, like the Vikings did it. Like, I think... They can keep them to 100 yards rushing and win the game. The Packers can, but it's like the big plays essentially. Like they can't be letting off 40, 50 yard runs multiple times in the game. And which the I think amount is of
1: carries it takes to get there, right? Like if they're yep. like yeah. 20 carries, 120 yards, you might be cooked. Make yep. it make yep. it difficult to get there.
3: I yeah, I'll, Yep. will agreed. <laughs> uh, my players to watch uh, are going to be. The cornerbacks. I'm cheating a little bit because I can. Uh, Jair and Russell Douglas are going to be one of my Packers uh, players to watch because it's going to matter how they cover my other player, Justin Jefferson. Like th- th- that matchup is the game this week. Mm-hmm. If they can hold Justin Jefferson to having a mediocre game to a like an okay game, hundred that'll be yards. huge. To listen, <laughs> <laughs> um. The, the stat part is you're like pretty much right. Yeah, um, that'll be huge for them having a chance to win the game if they let him go off and break the record. Then that'll be that. And so that's really the matchup of me watching all all game long to see if they're double uh, double covering him to make TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, and KJ Osborne beat him, and just see what they do because they're really going to need to stop Justin Jefferson to even have a chance to win the game.
1: If so. at any point he's running in open space before, during, or after the ball is thrown, the Joe Barry's failed. Like that it's that simple. Yeah. It just can't happen. It's going to happen. No. But it just can't happen. No.
3: If they if they trot out a zone coverage against him this this game, I'm gonna like pull my hair out, claw my eyes out, all that good stuff.
1: Packers safety As play is. this week is I mean you the corners are more important. The safeties are gonna be big too.
3: Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, I mean forward yeah Adrian Amos. Donald Savage had a highly graded game from PFF last week, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Uh, so, it takes, it, a, it takes a village away. to stop Justin Jefferson, as it turns out. It, it takes just, a village. Like, it takes a village to tell Joe <laughs> Barry, uh, stop zoning.
3: Yeah. Hopefully Jerry Gray can light a fire under their ass this week to really play no up to how they Because no out. one else will. Hopefully
1: <laughs> they can coach the defense this week. Like That would work, yeah. too.
3: That would work just fine. Um, all right, folks, that's it for us. No way! Wait, uh, wait, wait. What, what, oh, score predictions! Oh, we almost forgot Rohan's favorite part: score <laughs> predictions. Ooh! Um, I'll go first, and we'll go in reverse order. Oh, this is a, it's tough. I, I really don't. We predicted they lose last week, so I'm gonna predict they lose again. Thirty-four, twenty-four Vikings.
2: Jordan,
3: hmm. i think i think
2: i think 30 did you say 34 24 vikings so not yep. a one score game nope um i want to make this a one score game i don't, i think it's going to be let's go 23 20
3: oof vikings grind it out just like last week
2: i'm here to be the
1: homer I All right. I'm going to go – I'm trying to think of what which one of these scores is the most probable. Give me one second.
3: I'm thinking. Thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking.
1: 28-27 Packers. Oh. Just a ridiculous game. It's got to be. Just, I think it's got to be.
3: It's going to be the most stress-induced game ever. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like a missed PAT or something is what – I don't know what 27 is like. Something weird happens. To the
3: Vikings. Um, In the elements? Hmm? To pull back the curtain, if you're watching the YouTube, I'm not in my basement. I'm at uh, my in-laws' place in Minnesota. My wife is from Minnesota. Enemy territory. I'm in enemy territory, wearing a green and gold Minnesota Wild shirt. Uh, I think if they miss on a missed PAT, or if they win on a missed PAT from the Vikings, I might have to make a run for it. (laughs) I might not make it back. I might not make it back. So, all right, folks, that does it for us. A couple of promotions times. As always, visit gspn.info to get all the great podcasting, uh, latest and greatest on the GSPN network, gspn.info. You can find my time for this. Talk for a t- tundra. Cruising for a bruising. One in six and Eurostep there along with the survey. Uh, time i a second. The survey is still open, correct? Yeah. Go take the survey, yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want you guys to go take that survey. We really care about what our listeners think about the programming we have on the network. And so go take it. really enjoy it. it takes about, what, three, four minutes, Ty? Yeah, it depends
1: long. how many pods you've listened to. Um, we only ask you about the ones you listen to. But, yeah, it takes, I mean, 10 minutes if you really think about it, but not long at all, for sure. Yeah. Probably less probably so, less than 10 minutes most of the time, to be honest.
3: Right. Um. But then, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Ty, you are recording Eurostep tomorrow to release on Thursday.
1: It'll probably just go up tomorrow because we got winning six later this week as well. So a lot of Bucks coverage for once. More fun to talk about the Packers than the Bucks in a given week. Which at we least this year. I think at
3: least this year. Yeah, for once this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good call. That's nice. And then in six is recording some soon, right, Jordan? Yes.
2: Later <laughs> in the week. Um... Still figure out. I believe
3: it will be recorded Thursday morning, then we'll figure out the release situation. But yeah, gotcha. And then make time for this. Just released a uh, a new episode pre Christmas. Uh, these are just words to me. I don't know who any of this stuff is, but Noah Bombach, bombastic white noise <laughs> adaption. Yep, and uh, obviously top five of his phil- of his filmography, Andrew. And Adam after Adam broke down his filmography so go listen to that they had to stop you know me who's. from
1: coming on because I said it's top 12 or nothing and they said we don't have time and only five Noah Bombach films. film I said no I they, do it um, oh fantastic
3: not, yeah they could not make time for Ty I make time for this <laughs> um, so yeah go go check out all the pods on GF and go take the survey and as always thank you for listening we will get back at you guys in the new year. Last pod of the twenty twenty two year Year's
2: resolutions, guys. Oh
3: God! I was I, I literally <laughs> Jordan last night. I was like, we should do a New Year's resolution uh, section of this of this pod, and I was like, now nah, we won't do it, and now we're gonna do it. New Year's resolution, fire Joe Barry.
1: Yeah, I was literally <laughs> gonna say the same. They need to. They just need to. They just need to. It is a good New Year's resolution. It, it, it's like they need to do that.
3: It's it, it's something that I feel bad like it's like being so on board with, but when it takes uh, like your your assistant coach, like your your cornerbacks coach to position, rile. yeah, the, yeah, a position coach to get the defense like hyped up and get going, it says a lot about your leadership at at that different well, corner position. Also,
1: like. Most of the things that we've been like, oh, that was pretty good, Joe Barry. It comes out later. Like Matt Lafleur was like, hey, do this. Yeah. Like what? So has he it's done? not, he's not has he accomplished at all. Nothing. And, it's, also, it's and, the, also, it, and also, his players are upset about captains and stuff. Yeah. So the morale sucks. It's like congrats. I mean, it's like I don't feel good calling for someone's job, but it's like
2: you're bad. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. When the the results are plainly obvious to see. I, I, I mean. The margin for error, um, quite specifically, is thin. Yeah. And when like as a talked with the Dolphins game, or obviously a couple of weeks ago with the, the Eagles game, the Packers can do everything they could do possible offensively. And it's still like, well, shrug your shoulders with the defense. Like you know what to expect, and it still disappoints you. Right. So mind years resolution. <laughs> I forgot we had Jordan I was trying to wrap up go ahead Jordan sorry you won't be able to wrap up this is the inside joke um, Jordan Love I want to see you start for the <laughs> for the Packers
3: in the 2023 season kidding and nah. that is a very on brand way to end the podcast wow. we'll be back with you guys in the new year I appreciate both of you and all of you listeners for joining us uh, thank you Jordan and thank you Ty thank you
1: Thank you.